this is the next episode of Across the Pond on the side of the Yanks. It's I, Thinker. And on the side, it's the side of the Redcoats. It's two. Hey, I like 240. Living, li keeping this side of the empire going, as they say, right? <laughs> <laughs> British are wow. coming. British are coming. Wow. Yeah, it, it's it, it's it, it's it's funny how how we repelled it, repelled uh, the occupying force, the invasion, whatever you want to call it, during the Revolutionary War. Then you get you get the Beatles. Oh, it's the British invasion! Yeah, and we all lose our heads. Um, and and now in modern times, I mean, shoot, it's royal this, royal that. You know, I mean, everybody in the state seems to be obsessed with everything British. Um, yeah, I, 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 I offer no I explanation that. for that. Yeah, I, I don't quite understand it. I mean, I don't mind. I mean, it's great. Okay, it's not, it's not a bad thing. I, I think Hugh Grant and Harry Styles probably have a lot to contribute towards that. And, and Elizabeth every, Hurley. Elizabeth Hurley. Um, every, um, every Bond villain, every villain in every film is always British, right? In American films, anyway. Um, so, uh, well, yeah. even or even you get Star Trek. You know, during during the Next Generation, I mean, most most of the people that were on Star Trek were talking with some Commonwealth accent going on. Yeah, the Federation, right? It's just basically the, the British Empire in space. <laughs> just joking, um, but no, I, I know it's it's weird, isn't it? Um, how. Hey, maybe the British Empire in space could take on the Galactic Federation. Oh, can we talk about that today? We'll get to that. We'll, we'll, we'll get to that. I want to talk so, about but, that. But, 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 but ab absolutely. Absolutely. I've been calling this, uh, this episode of Across the Pond, Thinker and Stew's Holiday Misadventures. So one thing that I do know for certain is that we don't we don't necessarily know what's going on on the other side for the holidays. Some things are the same, some things aren't quite the same. And so I thought I would take this time to do a little bit of um, of uh, you know be, being a holiday ambassador and giving you the same the same opportunity. And uh, I'll ask you some questions about the holidays of the UK that. I know that I'm not entirely up on, and then you could do the same with me about holidays, the holiday stuff in the U.S. And we could just caveat go. this. So. I'd like to caveat this as uh, I didn't I didn't see the, all the questions that I was supposed to ask. So my questions may not be as well researched as yours, but they will be good questions. Oh, my mine wasn't researched at all. As soon as. <laughs> These, these are questions I had. And I never thought to have an opportunity to ask anybody that can answer them. So I was like, I don't know if I can hey, even I'm answer them. I'm recording with Stu, so why not? <laughs> and and you expect me to answer them? I mean, like in any great detail? I mean, Wikipedia oh, we'll may see. be my friend tonight. You never know, but we'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. And, it's, and I'll, we'll, we'll go back and forth. I'll ask one, then you can ask one. And we'll do three of those each. Okay. And I'll go ahead and start. And, and the, the first question that I have, and it's actually something that was that, that, that was posed whenever I was talking to uh, the, the ladies from that Trophy Life Life, the Trophy Life Life podcast last week. What in the hell is Boxing Day? Well, it's very interesting you ask that. Um, so 
and you're throwing that to me for the first this first time I've ever heard this question. So uh, um, this this hasn't been researched at all. Um, uh, so Boxing Day is another bank holiday that we have. So so most people get um, in the UK will get Christmas Day and, and Boxing Day off. It's, it's a public bank holiday. Um, there's supposed to be some origins in, and I I did a quick google search this the other day uh, actually today incidentally it, I, it, I, it, and, and actually actually before you dive into that you know for for anybody that's uh not from the uk or any other commonwealth countries aka if you're in the u.s a bank holiday it's oh, just yeah. a holiday they, they they call it a bank holiday because the banks close but yeah. it, it's it's ju- it's it's just a holiday there, there's nothing special about it so yes we have many of those yes. demystifying de- 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 some british terminology here Yes, sorry. A public holiday is that is that a more appropriate term? <laughs> is that what you call it? A public holiday or? Yeah. Uh, well, there's there's federal holidays and state holidays in the U.S. Oh yeah, you have those. Yeah, of course. Yeah, federal yes. and state. Yeah. Um, well, this this is the equivalent of a federal holiday, I guess. Then, in that sense, right? Um, okay. Uh, so basically, everyone gets you know additional days holiday. Um, there are some origins around um, this being part of. Um, giving the holiday off to people that would deliver the boxes, either the postal service and people like this as an additional holiday because obviously they deliver, sorry, Father Christmas delivers in case any kids, but then the people that help Father Christmas deliver just in case kids are listening, um, uh, deliver this to, um, to, to the people's houses. Um, so yeah, it was traditionally given off back then. I'm, I'm sure people will shoot me down not knowing the full origin story. I think it dates back to about the 1800s um, or maybe further, but it's a, it's a holiday that's given to most people in, in the current uh, Commonwealth as well. Uh, and some people have it on different days, but typically it should follow and always does follow um, uh, Christmas Day. Um, incidentally, if Christmas, so, so for example, if Christmas um, falls on a weekend, so either Christmas Day or Boxing Day falls on a weekend, um, then the following um, working next working day. So if Christmas Day and Boxing Day fall on Christmas, then the Monday and Tuesday. Um, so let's say Christmas Day falls on a Saturday and, and then Boxing Day falls on a Sunday. Uh, Monday and Tuesday would usually be have, have off. You'd get an additional day off work. To OK, OK. Well, and and you know what? That's that's some forward thinking that the is, that, that the British are doing because if Christmas falls on a Saturday or Sunday in the states, there's no guarantee that you get you get the next day off from work depending on where you work. Mm-hmm. So this year, for example, it, it, well, uh, Christmas Day is on a Friday, year, Boxing yeah. Day is a Saturday, so we get the Monday off. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. Well. So there's some, there's some, I, mate, for, I'm, I'm sure that I'm sure that's massively demystified the whole thing for everyone listening to this. So I, I feel like I've done a, a really terrible job there. Sorry, if you're expecting a full origin story. H- had I'd seen your questions uh, before this podcast, as I should have done, I would have come up with a really long researched answer. But that's the best I can do at short notice, only finding out literally just now. So oh, that's yeah, hey, that, sorry. that's that's fine. That's uh, that, that's called the personality of Stu. <laughs> All right. So, so, so now that you have answered answered my first question, it's time to turn the tables. Okay. So I've got an actual question about this. So um, obviously you have Thanksgiving dinner and that's traditionally turkey and it's traditionally some other dishes that I wasn't really aware of uh, people have as well. Um, does Christmas 
dinner feature the same sort of items that you would have on Thanksgiving, or is it a traditional? What what is it actually? What is a traditional Christmas dinner in America? There you go. Oh, okay. Well, that that's that's a perfectly valid question, and. Uh, while Thanksgiving dinners tend to be the traditional turkey and stuffing and all that kind of stuff, um, what you end up having uh, around Christmas, most people will tend to do the same the same meal. <laughs> um, but some people, it, you know, it, it's it, it's different though, uh, and you don't really get even regional traditions there. You really get more family traditions. Uh, whenever it comes to that, like for for my family, for instance, there's really not uh, you know much of anything specific that we do for a Christmas Day meal. But for a Christmas Eve dinner, we end up having um, tamales and Mexican food. And I, I I know a lot a lot of families that that do that. Um, I, I mean, heck, I even I, I even saw it. Uh, saw it on Facebook with some of the people I know near me. It's like, oh, it's tamale season. <laughs> so nothing wrong with that. Okay. You know, tamales are good. Me, it, me personally, um, I just, I, I do prefer not to have the same meal both times. It seems redundant to me. Okay. Yeah. Because it seems, um, it, it, it seems that some people seem to think that the, uh, when I spoke to some people, they think that the kind of the, put more emphasis on the Thanksgiving sort of meal, as it seems much more of a um, much more of an American kind of tradition, if that makes sense. Yeah. Sort of uh, celebration, I guess, whereas Christmas is sort of a worldwide thing. Do you think that's well, the case? It, you think people, some people hold Thanksgiving in higher stead than, say, so Christmas? That's kind of like a second question, but I'm going to go with it still as being first. <laughs> Well, it's in, in 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 the long run. I mean, you're you're right. Whenever you think about it, Thanksgiving is more a holiday that's centered around the meal, and Christmas is more a holiday centered around the gifts, right? So, but yeah, you, I I I, uh, I I posit very often that uh, the U.S. is too big for its own good. We would do better in smaller chunks. And even even in that respect, that's another place it would be easier just to have, just for there to be smaller chunks of countries, because there would be more definitive answers for questions like yours. I, I have some good questions now. Um, okay. okay. Is it, have have I properly answered your first question? You have properly answered my first question. Yeah. Okay, so let's move on. Question two, and I'll go ahead and ask first again. Um, so, in in the U.S., there's kind of there's kind of that demarcation point, you know, bringing up about Thanksgiving and Christmas, um, where where uh, the holidays really kind of start around Thanksgiving. Now, granted, people are going to have different opinions of where the holidays start. You know, some people like uh, like Gap Smash would probably think it would probably say Halloween is more where the holidays start. I don't know. Um, but I do know there's plenty of people that say, don't you dare even try to play a Christmas song before 
Thanksgiving is over. Don't you dare try to put up Christmas decorations before Thanksgiving is over. Don't you dare put up Christmas stuff in the store before Thanksgiving is over. So we have that demarcation of, of where Christmas season starts. Is there, is there anything that marks that in the UK? Well, if you look at the shops, um, Halloween is kind of the, 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 if you look at the shops, so like the second that Christmas day is over, right, literally all Boxing Day has happened. They're already putting Easter eggs up in the shops. Seriously, it's ridiculous over here. It's like, let, give, give Christmas some time to be over thinking about Easter, right? And seriously, I saw Easter eggs on like the day after Boxing Day or something like that. It's just like, that's crazy. In the UK, usually it's Halloween and the second that Halloween's over, Christmas stuff's already out on the shelves, right, in terms of like sweets and Christmas cards and all that kind of stuff. So from a demarcation point of view in the shops, people are already thinking about Christmas because that really is the next big thing. There isn't really, you know, you've got maybe fireworks night. So, you know, you might have Guy Fawkes night. Um, uh, Guy Fawkes night. Yeah, Guy Fawkes night. I, yeah. Yeah. yeah I, 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 I know plenty about Guy Fawkes night. In, fi- if, in fact, in, in fact, we've got to, we've got to take a slight detour. We've got to take a slight detour to talk about Guy Fox. Okay, I, yeah. we, we, we've got to. And so, and I think this story actually, you know, I don't know how many people in the U.S. know the story about Guy Fox, but I think it would actually resonate with people in the U.S. at the moment. And uh, and since since most of yeah, most of my audience is infosec people. Uh, I'll I'll go ahead and tell you this right now is that is that Guy Fox. You're familiar with the Guy Fox mask because that is the mask of Anonymous. Yep. So 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 I I think you already answered my question. So we don't even have to go back to the original question. But why don't you enlighten us with the story of Guy Fox and why he's an important guy? Well, Guy Fawkes plotted to blow up Parliament. Um, so he was involved in the plot uh, of 1605. Um, it was a failed plot as well to blow up Parliament, basically. Um, and you know, he was um, he was well, he was actually placed placed in charge of the gunpowder, and then of course um, he actually tried to blow it up, um, and he was questioned and tortured. Um, and then confessed wanting to blow up the House of Lords, basically, or the House of Lords, right? Um, and then before his execution letter, um, he actually fell off the sca- scaffold, where he was hanged and broke his neck. Um, so actually, he didn't actually get hanged slowly. <laughs> actually, um, he actually, he died nicely. But we celebrate Guy Fawkes, um, the whole plot around blowing up Parliament or the House of Lords, whatever you call it, right? Um, we actually celebrate that on the 5th of November, and that's the night that um, the plot happened. And it actually, the idea is actually that they actually burnt his effigy in a bonfire. Um, so that's why we have a bonfire, although actually no one actually burns his effigy anymore. Um, we have a bonfire on the 5th of, 5th of November, um, and it's always, you know, um, remember, remember the 5th of November, um, and uh, it's a time to remember um, where people standing up against um, governments or independence or um, you know also remembering that um, I guess that, that 
some people can have those kind of views and um, we have freedom of speech and all that kind of stuff. Um, it was actually due to be, I believe, uh, hanged, drawn and quartered as well, which is the most mm. painful way because it's uh, treason, right? And so anyone that was um, accused of treason, treason back in those days was hanged, drawn and quartered. So you were hanged until you almost died and then you were stretched out on a, on a rack uh, and then you were uh, basically gutted in the, your stomach. Uh, up into your kind of navel right up to your kind of chest cavity and your entrails are hanged out and then you're beheaded um, apparently the most painful way to die so he actually yeah, uh, it's, it, and even you want to throw that on top of that though that that's that's a way that william wallace was taken care of it, too. it, it was yeah, yeah traitors traitors a lot of traitors were um hanged drawn and quartered so um it, and even after they're hanged drawn and quartered some of them they're they're uh the portions of their body were taken to the corners of the, 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 the corners of the country. I imagine that his, I don't know if his head was stuck on a spike in Westminster, but I imagine it probably was. Um, so you can imagine that that was actually, um, you know, a thing if that makes sense, you know, a lot of yeah. times to kind of talk, talk people out, talk people out of it. So, um, but you know, it's, it's, uh, yeah, I, I don't. Wait, know but, what, what, but 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 wouldn't, wouldn't you say that it seems like uh, you know people in the U.S. would would be appreciative of that story? And by the way, please please nobody, if you're listening to this, I am I am not advocating that you plot anything like that because you 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 will you will face similar penalties as Guy Fox. It's it's codified in the United States law. <laughs> yeah, um, don't 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 do what Guy Fawkes did basically yeah. uh, there are there was some you know it's one of those things because he's still a he's still in this country still a, a figure that's highly highly celebrated in terms of um you know we celebrate him every year right and a lot of kids don't realize that it's they call it fireworks night now they don't call it Guy Fawkes night right it's like mm-hmm. every, every kind of um dark British history is kind of toned down to, to sort of suit the uh toned down to be modern. proper yeah, the, the modern take on things right um we can't we can't celebrate some of our darker kind of traditions but you know we still we still you know have fireworks every night uh, every 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 year sorry um and people have big bonfires and gather around obviously this year and there was actually all these things are banned and there was a massive uh, kind of outcry about people saying why can't we celebrate these things and a lot of people were kind of against it because obviously it goes against the whole reason why we celebrate in the first place right so yeah. Well, it, it, and and it's like around here, uh, you know, with all of the with all of the no gathering with the pandemic. Whenever we hit July Fourth, which is one of the standard fireworks evenings over here, um, it, it, I mean, shoot, there were tons of people that were having their own personal fireworks shows inside the city. Whenever that was perfectly against the law, and eh, nothing was done about it though, because. It, they didn't have enough uh, enough police to actually enforce it with however many people were doing it. Actually, I just read something about this as well, just because I was looking into whether how how his execution happened. And actually, uh, up in, we bought we burn effigies, or we used to burn effigies of, of, of forks. Um, but actually, it used to be um, a custom from the 1650s onwards was to burn effigies of the Pope at the time. Um, so there you go. Yeah. So it's it's kind of changed a little bit. So actually the people were uh, on the side of Guy Fawkes are burning effigies to the Pope, obviously, which led to his kind of, um, his execution. 
um but actually uh yeah it's quite interesting um but okay. yeah, I, I, i'm kind of going on a tangent here but yeah I, I quite... all right well my, my my second question has been answered my my dovetail that i wanted that, that rabbit hole i wanted to go down we've gone down that so second question from you what's what, what's your next holiday question oh yeah there's something i want to know about i read about this a, a while ago and i still don't know what what the hell is a christmas pickle Oh, I, 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 I still. I, I, why, you know, why, do you, why do you have a Christmas pickle? I mean, I, I know it's a it's apparently it's, is it not like a German thing or something or it's been adopted by you guys or something like that. Or? I do not know. I that, that, that was one of those odd traditions that I talked about with the trophy wives last week was the whole thing with the Christmas pickle and finding the pickle in the Christmas tree and. I, I I don't know. I do not know. So you know as much as I do because you probably already looked it up at some point, right? Well, I I, I never I'd never heard about it. The honest answer, I've never heard about it until about a couple of weeks ago. And oh, I saw okay. something. I saw something about the Christmas pickle, and it made I looked into it a little bit. Um, but yeah, and, and uh, ironically. I found something on whychristmas.com of all places, um, which I think is, I don't know where, how the hell I came to this website, but um, yeah, it, it talks about the Christmas pickle being a very old German tradition, but it seems to be very much an American thing now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, and that, that, that would make sense because a pickle and a bratwurst are about the same shape, right? Yeah. I don't know. That, that's, that, that, that's, that, that's totally, uh, <laughs> stereotyping there <laughs> so, sorry that, that wasn't the intent of that comment <laughs> oh. Oh, okay but, moving on <laughs> okay so that, that that i have i haven't i haven't had an answer to my question um i feel i feel greatly disappointed i was hoping for for <laughs> a flurry of of you know backstory i i i i, I originally thought that it was uh, that, that it was a uh, you know something that arose from the from the deep south, but whenever talking to the trophy wives about it, I found out that one of the trophy wives actually had a had a Christmas pickle thing with her husband's family with the, with the in laws. Uh, it was the first time she experienced that. I'm like, well, that means that means the pickle has migrated to California. Um, so yeah, I, I you, you, you stumped thinker. There you go. I, I, I really feel, don't I feel like I get brownie points for that, do I? Brownie points it is. I'll, you <laughs> I'll use I'll, I'll, I might use those points in another episode, you never know. I might oh, okay. call it my okay. stew. Stu refuses to answer the question because he's got the stump thinker card. I would like to I'd like to <laughs> that card. <laughs> oh, oh okay. Um We'll see how that goes. <laughs> um, okay, question number three then, and I and I've been referring this to to this as our holiday misadventures episode. But holidays isn't just Christmas. Holidays are plenty of things, and a lot of people in the states may think of holidays with Halloween, Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's, Valentine, St. Patrick's. You know, and that's you know, with the exception of Fourth of July in the middle of the summer, 
um, really holiday season is around the end of one year, beginning of the next. But I know that that's not so in the UK. Um, so it, so uh, anybody listening or watching, which by the way, if you didn't catch before, you know, they will be watching this one too. Oh, you didn't tell me that. <laughs> oh, no. I, I, well, that's another thing that you ended up missing reading. I, think. Oh, uh, probably, right. so post, I probably posted that on public timeline, too. So. so just watching me just, like, drink lots of water and stuff. I was thinking yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Or, 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 or watching you, like, uh, up here whenever you're leaning towards your computer. Oh, right. I was, yeah, just doing this. Yeah, brilliant. That's great. <laughs> I, I, that's, that's awesome. I mean, I, I'm my hotel I'm staying in at the moment as well, which is great. um okay so so uh you know everybody listening and watching uh is probably familiar with a thing called mardi gras well mardi gras ends up actually coming off religious traditions that lead up to easter which are more prevalent in uh, the Catholic Church and the Anglican Church, uh, the you know U.S. offshoot of Anglican being Methodist, um, you know you, you get more prominent celebrations, observances, and stuff like that because those are also the groups that follow the official church calendar, which uh, you know which means that you're in Advent right now, and and Christmas tide is actually from Christmas Day on, <laughs> um, so we're not in the Christmas season technically, if you're. Uh, it, Sorry, uh, sorry, dear Archbishop of Canterbury. Uh, I know that you're one of Stu's biggest fans, and you're listening to you, you listen to everything he does. Oh yeah, yeah, all the time. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Pancake Tuesday. And pancake, pancake day, as we call it in the, uh, in the pa- pancake day. Yeah. And maybe maybe I'll find a video and and just cut in a few seconds here. Like right here. To show you what it what the whole craze even is. But what I've got to know is, Stu, have you ever participated in a pancake day race? Many years ago, many, many years ago, yes. Um, like when I was at university and stuff like that, we had pancake day races and things like this. Um, it's different different ways of doing it. But yeah, I did one where we had to, to flip the most pancakes in the shortest period of time. You had like, like, like two minutes, you had to make as many pancakes and flip as many as you can and all that kind of stuff. Different people have different ways of doing it. Um, or flipping the pancake the most times without it sticking to the pan, different different ways of doing it. I know that I know they used to be quite big. I haven't seen many recently. I'm sure do, they happen. Do, do, do you use a nonstick skillet or do you use like a cast iron skillet? Ah, well, when I'm making pancakes, um, I will typically use a very thin, small pan um, and like very low, low base, low, uh, low side, so you can flip it. Um, so really, so I actually have a dedicated pancake pan. Um, Ooh, how well, very, 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 very British of you. It's very British, um, <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure Americans have the dedicated like 
preps pan you have pancake makers don't you or something like that like little machines you make them now or do you make them pans um, as well? uh, uh, that's waffles no. i think of waffles i think of waffles yeah 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 whenever it comes to pancakes all, all of this that are that, that are lower middle class and down um we make it in whatever skillet we got <laughs> yeah i mean to, to be honest um I've got a really good recipe for American style pancakes. So my kids love American style pancakes. They prefer it over the sort of small British ones. Oh, there, um, there's American style versus British style. I did not. Yeah, know. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, well, yeah, because you use um, uh, bicarbonate soda in the mix and lots of raise them up and stuff, whereas we don't. So they're a lot thinner. Uh, not like crepes, not like American crepe, like uh, French crepes, but they're sort of somewhere between American pancakes, which is a little thicker um and the british ones are a lot thinner um so a pancake in the uk on pancake day is very sort of almost like a crepe in that sense um they're very thin um but not as thin as a crepe so you can roll okay. them up and typically it's all about the filling you see on pancake day it's all about the filling it's because you roll them up you have a filling you see so for which, me which, which that's that's totally crepes right there yeah it's like crepe. they're like crepes they are i guess you can call them crepes right just call uh, it a british anyway. crepe there you go it's british crepe yeah okay, hey fine. gordon ramsay would probably crucify us for that one. he, he, so. he would yeah so <laughs> but but pancake day is a big thing over here it always has been um and so it's a it's a big day um typically pancakes uh, pancake day are usually served with lemon and sugar that's the traditional way to eat it so you have lemon juice and sugar so everywhere when you know pancake day is coming you'll see little kind of jiff lemon uh uh, kind of like basically like plastic lemons with lemon juice in it or like lemon juice in a bottle and stuff like that so um is are, are, are we talking powdered sugar refined sugar turbinado uh well, we just just standard refined sugar usually okay. you can mix it up you know maybe a bit of caster sugar um, if you want to go a little bit fancy that's traditionally how it is but of course now these days it's anything goes really people have anything i i actually prefer um so banana and cinnamon with then lemon on top as well. It's quite nice. It's quite okay, nice fitting. Okay. It, it's, and for anybody that's trying to think, okay, how does Fat Tuesday and Pancake Tuesday come together? The whole point being is that Fat Tuesday is the day is the day before Ash Wednesday, which is the day that Lent starts. Yeah. Um, it, it, which which means that you are giving up something for Lent, which often is uh, often ends up being like richer foods and stuff like that is what has historically been a common choice there. And so Fat Tuesday was about getting fat before you had forty days where you couldn't, you know. So 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 pancakes, but basically you were carbo loading. You you were you were doing. Uh, as as the rock will often show on his instagram uh you know whenever he has his cheat day he often has like cookies or uh, or a big stack of pancakes is what he shows so yeah that that's that's where that comes into play and, and the british strokes tuesday was very much about using up the dairy goods and the the, the richer goods before you would go on a fast so it's like mm -hmm. a like a feast before the famine but traditionally like a, a lot of the um the common goods in the, in the fridge would be like flour and eggs and milk. So pancakes mm -hmm. would be a kind of richer meal you'd make um, or a treat you would have before then. And so kind of that's why it kind of came about, I guess. Okay. Okay. Um, all right. Well, once again, I, I, I feel like I've had a satisfactory answer. So on, on to your third question. Oh yeah. You stumped me because I don't know. Um, what, eggnog right i've always i've never had eggnog by the way um and 
and, and, and people may look at me and go, what, you've never had eggnog? In fact, I was told by somebody today um, that I should have an eggnog latte because apparently it's the best thing ever. So mulled wine at Christmas time, mulled wine, love mulled wine. Um, but I've never had an eggnog. What? What is an eggnog? And why does it exist? Okay. Well, it is your your back half of that question. Um, I'll, I'll I would have to um, do the same thing that you did on me on Guy Fox Day, and uh, go and Google it. But from a standpoint of eggnog, I mean eggnog is eggnog is basically one of the more heavier dairy products you can get, um, and it, I mean, my gosh, if if, if you're worried about uh, if you're worried about overdoing, you know, with something fattening or something overly sweet or whatever, if you're having uh, a soda, um, man, eggnog, that's entirely, uh, you know, heart attack in a cart and heart attack in a bottle. Um, if you just do the non-alcoholic version that you can get at any, at any uh, grocery store stateside. Um, but eggnog actually in its traditional form is an alcoholic drink. So I don't know if you were aware of that or not, but doing yeah, it, do, 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 it's alcoholic. I know, I know it's alcoholic, yeah. but I've, I've never, I've never had one. So, so uh, it, it's, yeah. So, so it's, it's also referred to as milk punch or egg milk punch. Okay, um, cool. It, uh, it, it's traditionally made with milk, cream, sugar, whipped egg whites, egg yolks, and uh, distilled spirits such as brandy, rum, whiskey, or bourbon. And I believe the time I actually had an alcoholic eggnog, I believe it was, I wanna say it was rum that was in there, but it's been long enough. I mean, um, if, if I was to have an eggnog, it would have to have brandy or rum, um, I think. Yeah. I don't think whiskey. Well, so the, probably the probably the big thing though to know about eggnog is that eggnog uh, eggnog is basically that that alternate take on pumpkin spice. Right. It's it, it, it's the same it, it's the same basic idea, uh, you know uh, you know it's creating that holiday flavor, but it's it, but it doesn't have the kick that pumpkin spice will give you it's it, it's more of a uh, subtle flavor but it, it it definitely if you were comparing pumpkin spice gingerbread and eggnog you know you you would be able to classify those as as christmas flavors that, that that's the best way i can think to describe that um but but definitely without a doubt uh it is it, it is uh it's, well, at least in the non-alcoholic form, because the alcohol will uh, mess with the consistency. Um, in its non-alcoholic form, it is—it's thick. Um, it is going to be—it's going to be thicker than whole milk. It's going to be thicker than um, than uh, heavy cream, um, but not by much. Not okay. not not by much, but it, it's. I mean, it, it's, it's, it's yummy. It's, if you, it's kind of like gambling. If you let yourself get lost in how much you're drinking, you'll end up drinking your entire, your, your entire uh, supply of it before you know it. Doesn't sound healthy, but sounds wholesome. 
it is nowhere near healthy at all. No, no. but it is wonderfully tasty. <laughs> there you go. So this year, I will, if I can find one, I will try an eggnog. There you go. There's a, there's my commitment today. Okay. Okay. If all I right. Can find so, one. so we, we we've hit our holiday question, holiday conversation. Um, probably got I mean, about. We we, we 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 we've got to come back around full circle to to to. Uh, our infosec origins again you had you had a couple of things that you wanted to talk about yeah so today it turns out that FireEye had been compromised um and they came out today and said that they'd been compromised and their offensive tools had been hit um potentially uh by a, a inverted commas a nation state that immediately was pointed at as being russia um, I'm just saying inverted commas because actually it's, it's not proven yet. But I guess if uh, uh, if FireEyes attributed it as being Russia, then that's probably Russia, right? Um, but what, what's interesting about this is that um, the, the narrative on Twitter already about people that are piling in, going, ah, FireEye going after ATPs and they're getting hit. And it's kind of a sense of irony that, you know, if you go after ATPs, they don't, no one's unhackable, all this kind of stuff. And actually, what I actually like to add to the commentary for myself, my side of things is it's good. They've come clean. It's good. They've come out immediately. They've got, they, they've, they actually discovered it themselves, you know, so it wasn't like it was a third party mm-hmm. um, or nation or another um, nation state that found it and reported it to them or the FBI or whatever it may be, or um, whoever it may be. Right. Um, it's good. They found it themselves, which shows a, um, that they are on top of their game, although this happened and no, ev- everyone will get hacked eventually. So it's just a case of it's FireEye's turn this, this year. Uh, but I guess my question to you is, have you, have you read up on this at all? Or is this uh, quite new just, to you? Or? Just, just very lightly. I, I, I read about it yesterday, just, just briefly. Um, and uh, and uh, I, I don't, I, I I haven't really had um, it, it really had uh, exposure to FireEye, so you know it would be hard to me hard for me to speak to you know what it can mean itself to uh, to users. But the one thing I do know is that FireEye is FireEye is uh, uh, fairly prolific in in the market, and so it's not going to affect just a little bit of people. You know, it's, there's going to be a lot of people that have to worry about make, following that, making sure once FireEye is taking care of, uh, taking care of what they've found that uh, to, you know, to make sure that they have followed through with uh, yeah, getting it, the update patch and everything. It looks like it was the red team tools that were compromised. Um, but Again, I haven't read too deeply into it in terms of I've sent a couple of GitHub repos as well to look at their Yara rules and things like this that they mm-hmm. potentially hit and stuff like that and they'd updated. Um, you know, I think without actually going to the, into the weeds on this particular podcast because we don't have time. Um, but you know, I think I, I just want to say I think it was quite good that they came out the way they came out. Yeah. Um, a couple of funny comments from people saying that at least the. Uh, uh, Mandian instant response team didn't have to travel far and all that kind of stuff, which I thought was quite amusing. <laughs> but you know, I, I think it was I think it was ultimately a good thing. The way they handled it was very good, and you'd expect that from a company that does instant response. You know, the Mandian side of the business anyway, or the, the FireEye instant response side. 
they kind of use their own expertise to identify it, contain it, whatever they've done with it, and, and, and then push it on to law enforcement to support them. But I think they handle it actually particularly well. Um, and I think there's a lot to be said about that. So, and, as, uh, and uh, you know, every cybersecurity company out there, it, it could happen to anyone, right? Oh, Especially if you start poking the hornets, the APT hornet nest. Eventually, uh, I said something about this the other day. I said, you know, if you hunt APTs, at one point you become the prey. Um, you know, so it's uh, it, it's just one of those things, right? You, you're gonna if you if you start poking around at those nests, someone at some point you annoy them enough that they go, well, okay, now we're going to turn our sights on you for a bit. Um, mm -hmm. yep. It's just the nature yeah. of things, right? Absolutely. And then, of course, the other thing—the other thing that you you uh, keyed in on at the beginning of the podcast—that you're like, oh, I want to talk about that too. The Galactic Federation has supposedly been in touch with the U.S. and with Israel, and and, and I, th I think pro probably the most um, the, the the most woke comment that I've seen about that today is that there were people saying. You know, everybody was wondering why in the heck Trump decided that he wanted to create the Space Force. That timing is not too far off. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, I want it to be real. I so want it to be real. Seriously. It'll be a perfect end to 2020. Um, but if, if I was if I was an alien sort of galactic space, galactic force, um, and I was looking at our planet at the moment. I'd be like, yeah, yeah we're just going to stay away from them. They, they've got germs all over the place. You know, they've got, they've got their own problems. You know, 2020 is not a good year for them. And, you know, maybe we should leave them alone for a bit. But um, maybe, maybe maybe it's related to those those random metallic objects that have been found around the world. Maybe it's the beginning. Maybe. I, I'm maybe. absolutely. Let's get my tinfoil hat on and start. Uh, maybe it's, no, uh, but seriously, I'm, I mean, it's it's interesting that, that you know that this has come out, and yes, of course, it's it's not real. I mean, I'd like to, I'd love to think it would be. I'd so love it. I want it to be real. I've turned into Fox Mulder. I want to believe, right? <laughs> but yeah, sadly, um, there's no proof that either way, right? But I mean, yeah. What do you think, Thinker? Come on, let's hear your opinion on it. Oh. I, I have never been one of those people to attach to conspiracy theories at all. You know, I, I, I totally was, you know, like Star Trek, for instance, you know, I, I was always, I always enjoyed Star Trek, but I, I never really started attaching to, oh, Star Trek had happened until there started to be, you know, those, the, the, those lines of, oh, well, you can take, this technology, morph it this way, do this, you know, and as soon as you could start actually drawing a line from point A to point B, okay, you know, I dove, dove into that. I don't have anything to dive, go from point A to point B in this galactic federation right now. So I, I, I'm just, I, I'm, 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 it was my laugh for the day. Yeah. It's, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I, like I said, it's, it's, it's not believable in any shape or form but it does it does make you chuckle and it's oh it is it's especially considering that oh they've only communicated with the u.s and israel yeah about, oh, okay whatever yeah, biggest landmasses i can understand the u.s right but israel 
I mean, the U.S., Russia, and China, the three pe- most powerful groups in the, in the yeah. on Earth, right? And, and the, the three with space programs that they could probably reference in space, right? Um, you know, so, yeah, uh, it's okay, okay, so, yeah. yeah it just seems <laughs> like a re- really random place for them to communicate with, right? I mean, unless unless the Israelis are not telling us something about their advanced space program and their communications they're doing in space, I mean, they are pretty technical, technologically advanced. Fair but um, but yeah, it was it was amusing to me. Um, but you know, I can I can see how conspiracy theorists would tie all this together. Though. They'd be like, yes, the obelisks that are in the ground, that's the sign. And it's like I could do we could do a ho- we should do a whole session one day. On conspiracy theory seriously because i've got I've, i hear some really really great ones uh now and again i'm just like i just we should do that we should do like like a mythbusters of conspiracy busters there you go there's a thing come on there you go that's a good idea okay 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 we will. one episode let's just do that for one episode we could just go and sit there and actually prove why the earth is not not flat just just, just correct myself there until i said let's prove why the earth is flat and then everyone just drops off right um yeah well we can just we can just literally bust all of the conspiracy theories and then and the sound the sound bite that everybody's going to take from this they're, they're going to cut it out where, where where you just said the earth is flat and now they're going to cut it out for me too <laughs> yeah uh, all right well guys I knew we were going to go a little bit longer with this one, with the uh, with the holiday editions and the fact that I didn't bust out the trusty timer. Well, I was going to say you just you ruined it with a timer. You see, we should have I, said you've got a minute per question. That's it. Boom. Yeah. That's on. Yeah. That's on you, thinker man. If, if people are listening to when are you going to end this thing? I said it's on thinker. I didn't bring the timer. <laughs> All right. Well, that does it for our December edition. We'll be back in. Uh, it, we'll be back in 2021 with Across the Pond. Yes. And uh, and uh, let, we'll see if 2021 has, is cut out to be our savior from 2020 or not. Well, you know, as I'm saying, we've only really had three months this year, so it's okay. Do you remember whenever the U.S. tried to start a war with Iran? Was that a thing? Was that in 2020? I don't know. This yes. year's just gone so really. Yes, that was 2020. That, that felt like a, a 2019 thing to me, really. But yeah. <laughs> so, all right. Well, we'll wrap it up. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Uh, yes, thanks for watching Steve drinking his water halfway keyed yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, by the way, apologies for any random faces that I pulled during this podcast because I didn't know we we're actually doing this on video. There's lots <laughs> of things I don't know today, clearly, but that was one of them. So I just you just see me do this, and there'll be lots of memes for you to create on Twitter, I'm sure. So it's fine. And, and a lot of people like to create memes of you anyway. So just another one to the list. Ah, there you go. All right, cheers. Ho ho ho. Let's prove why the earth is flat.